When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. If you look at the video of the Ticat fan, clearly the aggressor. The guy with the Ticat flag tied around his neck, who was into Grandpa's cough medicine. Oh, boy. This is looking like a scene from Slapshot. The players should not have to put up with it. It's not pay your ticket and do whatever the hell you want. It's not. It's pay for your ticket, watch the game, and go home. So he deserved everything. I wish he would have got more. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show. That is not Canada there. Broadcasting from beautiful and sunny South Florida with episode number 628 of Canada's daytime Sports talk show tarps off for the boys out on the beach as uh, we get ready to talk sports for the next couple of hours. Yeah, I'm here and broadcasting from the bunker in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle where all of the teams are playing tonight in the National Hockey League. We bring in the uh, owner, the proprietor, the CEO of this lovely adventure that we do every day. Darren Moose Dupont. How you doing, Moose? I see you got some Tom Brady love going today. What's, What's the impetus for the TB12 hoodie? I was putting together my uh, <clears throat> NFL top five this morning, and I was thinking of it, and I uh, was getting dressed, and I reached in, and yeah, this is a, it, it was speaking to me this morning. I like it. Red mm-hmm. is the language of love. So are you ready to go? Are you I'm ready to go? Ready. Always ready. Okay. Well, I, I looked at these games tonight as I was filling out the sports on tap for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through liquor store, and I'm like, holy smokes, what are we going to do? Talk about last night? Man, I've been sitting here all day. <laughs> waiting for uh, this show to start, man, and talk about tonight's games. But we got a lot to get to, and I was very excited. Every time I see Mike Richards' name on the guest list from Saga 960 Radio in Mississauga, I just smile and feel good. One of the best sports talk hosts in the land, Mike Richards, will be with us in hour one, and one of the best play-by-play people in the land in hour two, Leah Hextall from ESPN, who I guess she just called the Jets game the other night, her first game. I didn't see it. I heard about it, and she was getting... A lot of plaudits and kudos for that. So Leah Hextall in hour two. And director Jordan, if you don't mind, could you please hit the quick six show horn? Because we got a long ways to go. 
I'm going to start with Monday Night Football because why not? Honestly, people are still talking about it. Moose, you saw some, if not all of it. Damian Harris scored on a 64-yard run in blustery conditions, and the New England Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills 14-10 in Monday Night Football. New England improved to 9-4 by winning their seven straight and now have a two-game edge over the Bills in the AFC East standings. Buffalo dropped to 7-5. and five. And I wanted to clarify a few things that I talked about on the show yesterday and on the weekend on social media when I said that these bad conditions are ruining games. I didn't... I wasn't even pointing out a problem. I'm just saying this is ugly. The conditions are ugly. That's all. I know there's not much can be done about it. Not much can be done about Buffalo weather or Quebec City weather in December. But that thing was tough to watch last night. And a statistical anomaly... I think this is why we love sports so much, Darren. You saw Mac Jones, the Patriots quarterback, went two for three for 19 yards. This is How one of the biggest that? reasons why I don't play. One of the biggest reasons why I don't play fantasy football. He won. They won their seventh in a row. But I'm sure fantasy players are pulling their hair out and wishing that they hadn't started him if they had because his stats were so bad. Those two t- pass, those two completions, I believe, were for touchdowns. So there were some points there. But man, that was tough to watch last night. It was uh, it was something. The goalposts were doing this, eh? Like in the wind, it was crazy. Um, and they just ran the ball. And you're like, okay, the first half's over. They've thrown one pass, one. And then it's like, okay, so third down, they're gonna run, they're gonna throw the football. No, nope, run it again, run it again, run it again, run it again. And you know what? It worked for them. They ran the clock down. They controlled time of possession. Didn't make crazy mistakes. Their offensive line was really good. On the other side, they let Josh Allen throw, and I mean, he can throw the football really well, and he did in the wind. Um, there were some mistakes that that play that with the football went off the mask on the punt. Um, Josh Allen turned that into a touchdown the very next play. They moved the ball down the field, but again, missed a field goal with the wind. Um, couldn't convert on third and long when you were down inside the 30 a couple of times late in that football game. So Buffalo had their chances, but this was kind of, you talk about you know, putting your balls on the table. That's what Bill Belichick did and said, we're just going to keep running the football. We're going to keep running the football. And we're just not going to pass it. And we'll control the clock. And we have enough guys and enough of an offensive line that we'll score. And yeah, they did on the 60 yard touchdown. I hear it all the time, especially here in South Florida, that the Patriots are back and I'm saying, no, they're not back until they win a division probably a conference championship and maybe even a Super Bowl. They're not back. They look good. They're on their way. They're not even out of the regular season yet. But yeah, Bill's a great coach, but it was tough to watch. Moving on to point two, NHL from Monday night. John Carlson tied the game late in the second period, then scored Washington's third and final shootout goal to give the Caps a 4-3 victory over the Anaheim Ducks. I watched that one. Jacob Peterson made good on a second chance at the go-ahead goal against Arizona, and Dallas tied a franchise record with their seventh straight win. 4-1 over Arizona. Break up the Stars. Josh Norris scored the decisive goal in a shootout to lift Ottawa over New Jersey 3-2, extending the Sens' win streak to three. Break up the Sens. Eric Johnson had a goal and a helper in Colorado beat Philadelphia 7-5. It was the Flyers' ninth straight loss just hours after they fired coach Elaine Vigneault and put Mike Yo in on the interim. I looked. Nathan McKinnon, one assist, minus one. Because there are those that say the Avalanche are the best team in the NHL. They haven't even been in my top five all year, but they have won 8 of 11. But just because you beat Philly and Montreal don't mean spit. And Bruce Boudreaux, 
was a winner in his debut behind the Vancouver Canucks bench. Thatcher Demko made 30 saves, and Brock Besser and JT Miller each had a power play goal and an assist as the Canucks beat the visiting LA Kings 4 nothing. Um, before I move on to the next point, here is this is point 2B. I'm watching Farhan on SportsCenter last night, and I've seen this report multiple times that the Sedins are going to be consulted on the next general manager for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm sorry, what? Our Vancouver viewers, you got to inform me. You got to tell me what have the Sedins been doing other than having Hall of Fame careers as players? I get that, that they would have any business in charting the course of the future of this franchise with a general manager. I'm sorry. And what do they know about winning? And I don't say that to be a jerk. I really don't. I honestly say, why are we asking the Sedins who the next GM of the team will be? Because it reminds me all the world of, and I'm sorry to bring in the CFL analogy, but it reminds me of, not to name any names other than Darian Durant, Darian Durant being called in by a team official saying, what do you think of your offensive coordinator? If we fired him, how would you feel? And Darian's like, feels like a trap. <laughs> Terry walked straight out of their office and he was like, well, they just asked me this, Rod. I, I didn't know what to say. Slightly different. And you know that the officials had the best intentions. But you don't, I don't think you go to your players and I don't think you go to your past players in a hire like this. My, my God. Unless I've completely misread the situation. And us, sorry, you Vancouver viewers and Canucks fans, can you please tell me if you think this is a good idea and what the Sandines have been doing since they retired? That would lead you to believe that they should be involved in this? Am I out completely out to lunch, Darren? I was shocked when I saw that report. What I like is alumni relations. I like keeping them involved in the organization. I, I think that's important. I think largely, and I spent some time out there, you know, Pavel Bure, nowhere to be seen around the organization. Marcus Naslin, nowhere to be seen. Todd Bertuzzi, nowhere to be seen. Now, you know, Gino Ojic's still out there doing his thing. Um, but the, the alumni isn't as strong as it needs to be. So keeping them engaged is a good thing. Um, and maybe that will help, you know, build the traditions and bring other guys back. Um, would I be leaning on their advice as to who I hire? Probably not. But again, I don't know what they've been up to out there. So, Well, the third Sedin has chimed in, Producer Clark, and he says that indeed Henrik and Daniel have been working in the front office since they retired. But so what? This has not worked for the Edmonton Oilers. And again, just to use my Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, perspective, hey, Wes Cates, hey, uh, hey, Darian, we're thinking of making a GM change. Who would you hire? What? Just because they're alumni? <laughs> Makes no sense to me. Anyways, uh, moving on. And I'll get to everybody else's comments in a moment, but this is me and Moose's time. Um, this was sent to me last night, and I know that we're going to have fun with this. It's a... You saw the poll, I assume, that the research... Yep. Done by Ticket Source, best arenas for fan experience. Of course you saw it because you were tagged in it, as was I. One of our viewers sent it to us. I think it was ESPN Reacts sent this to us. That's the account, ESPN Reacts. He said, Rod, what do you think about this? The Calgary, here are the top five arenas in the National Hockey League for fan experience as conducted by this poll, I guess, this study, this survey from Ticket Source. Number one, Calgary Flames. Number two, Ottawa Senators. Number three, Vancouver Canucks. Number four, Columbus Blue Jackets. And number five, Montreal Canadiens. I've been to all of those venues. Here's your bottom five, starting with the worst. New Jersey Devils, Vegas Golden Knights, 
New York Islanders, Florida Panthers, Anaheim Ducks. That's your worst five. I'm like, what? Now, when the guy sent this to me, I had a little fun with him, and I said, hey, Calgary Flames, number one, dome beers, (laughs) as people call them. Heroin beers in that place, man. Woo, you have a couple of those, and you're falling down the stairs. (laughs) Right. Been there, done that. Yeah. So you can see Calgary up near the top somewhere. If the if the polls for beer potency, it ain't close for number two. And and by the way, the Flames, they and I have a history. They know it. I know it. A lot of people know it. I'm past it. I think they're past it. And I say this since I was in college in Calgary. I've always loved games in the Saddle Dome. And let's remind ourselves: all 32 game experiences in that in the National Hockey League are great. All of them. It's similar to when we talk about the best Canadian football league uh, venues and home games. They're all great. Yeah. Okay, let's just start there. But in Calgary, with the fire going off, <laughs> when the flames come on the ice, you can feel the heat. Yeah. Off the, you know, and uh, they used to have, the longtime Calgary viewers will know this, Flames fans, they used to, when the scoreboards first came out, the video scoreboards, they had like a Yosemite Sam guy that would shoot his gun on the scoreboard. Yahoo! <laughs> Like in the 80s. It was amazing. And they play Ring of Fire, Johnny Cash. I'm not saying the Flames are number one, but I'm not saying they're 32nd either. Flames are very good. And uh, and I don't even know what really went into this poll, but for Vegas Golden Knights to be the second worst, that just that's just stupid. You've just blown all your credibility. All of it. Because even NHL people, even the, the teams that hate the Vegas Golden Knights will tell you that they're number one. Like, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. Vegas is number one. But, you know, we're not... Of course, I wouldn't know about beer potency in T-Mobile Arena because I don't buy it. Right. I think it's like $18 a beer or something ridiculous. But anyways, those are the polls, and I, I, I just would like people to weigh in on what they think their best NHL venue is. I've been in just about all of them, and they're great. All of them. But I would not. Well, I would put Calgary near the top, frankly. But I wouldn't put him number one. Do you have a take on this? Nashville's pretty good. We were there. Um, I like that building. the uh, The crowd really gets into it. I can understand a yeah. little bit. I, I think Florida might be on their way. If, if following your socials, but any uh, indication, I understand why they'd be near the bottom with with empty crowds and the building being empty and stuff. So the fan experience isn't all isn't going to be great just by default. But sounds like they're on their way, which is cool. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, again, the Vegas thing being at the bottom, that's where you lose me. Um, interesting, though, it's mostly Canadian teams right at the top of that list, right? A lot of Canadian teams. And Ottawa, which I thought was interesting. I've never really heard Ottawa being this wonderful you know, place, destination. Not even fans. in Ottawa do they think they have a good fan experience. Not even in Ottawa do they think right. that. You so, know. So that, but I've never been to a game in Ottawa, so I can't say, but I'm not dying to go, right? Nothing's like pulling at me to go. It's not tremendous. Uh, By the way, one of our viewers, Justin Wolf, chiming in, watching on YouTube, says the Sedins work for the Canucks as special advisors to the general manager. Cool. What did they do for Jim Benning? And, I, and I'm, I'm sitting here not trying to be a jerk, and I'm not being facetious in any, 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 any way. I just feel like, what, they went straight from playing to the front office, and I what 
experience do you have running a team that would lend you to believe they should be even consulted in hiring the next general manager? I'm not saying that I'm right. I just, is there not nobody better? They got Stan Still in there, uh, Stan Smill, Steamer. Leave him in there. He's got more experience doing it. Anyways, moving on. My next point is point four. It's entitled Grey Cup Stuff. Uh, and by the way, for those who want to know, we got the uh, Brendan Botcher situation coming up. I got We got to get into that for the curling fans, the curling drama, which it is serious. And uh, more on the Hamilton-Toronto fan fights. But the betting line is out from betregal.net. Did you, by chance, sort of put you on the spot here, but did you see what it was, Darren? No, which is fun. I like... What would I, you... I, I typically what would you don't. put it at? Yeah, because you like to ask. Um, Winnipeg by six and a half or seven and a half. Ooh, have you been reading my diary? <laughs> no, because I had Winnipeg. I had Winnipeg at seven going into the week. Oh, I that regal dot net. Ta da! Two point five. Two point five. Okay, I was going to say. We put the graphic up that had all the predictable matchups and what the overall, and none, none of them had a seven and a half. It was like four and a half um, in certain ones. Okay, two and a half. That's a lot closer than I thought. Way closer, but I don't expect it's going to stay there. That's the opening line from betregal.net, our exclusive betting partner, also the exclusive, exclusive betting partner of the Canadian Football League, 2.5 points. Um, you know what we're going to do? Let's take a timeout. This is the warm-up, by the way. Uh, 3downnation.com with a story this morning that the Ottawa Red Blacks, their head coach, Paul Apolise, is desirous of Chris Strebler to be a starting quarterback next year in Ottawa. Um, have you ever heard the term desirous before, Moose? First time today. Yeah, it's from the... Well, I've used it on this show before, but uh, it's from the show Three's Company. Ah. Uh. People a little older than you will remember. But they're desirous of Chris Strebler. So when we come back, we will talk about more Grey Cup stuff. The trophy's arriving in Hamilton today. Awesome. You get in the feel. All the feels are coming back for the Grey Cup. We'll talk about the curling drama and then get into more of uh, viewer comments. We can start Taco Time viewer takeover early. The NHL Best Fan Experience Survey. Everybody loves talking about that. I haven't given... Well, I said Vegas is number one. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the others when we come back. So all the topics on the table when we come back. And uh, Mike Richards and Leah Hextall on the way today. You're watching Canada's daytime sports talk show on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Looking live at gorgeous South Florida. Ironically, it's Canada's daytime sports talk show. Gorgeous day here today. 28 degrees Celsius. We got the moose in the sweatpants capital in the bunker in the NHL's uh, Bermuda Triangle. If we can get the moose on the screen as we open up the text line, get a few comments in here, moose. You can always write us at 902-518-3033. Rarely have we had anything go on on this show that's generated as much talk as the jingle for our text line. Well, so what's can, happening with that? I can give you news. I actually heard the uh, finished product yesterday, saw it, uh, 
Um, and now it's just uh, going through the uh, final, whatever you want to call it, process, and it will be distributed here shortly. Did you write it? Um, no, I did not. So we had a content team that, that took care of that. Not my specialty. Beautiful. Okay. So to that number, 902-518-3033. Ray watching in Scarborough, Ontario on Game Plus Television says, Hi, Rod. Tough game last night. Tough to watch. Patriots look more comfortable playing in the conditions than the Bills. Hats off to Belichick for a good game plan. Three passes. Unheard of. It was an NFL record last night. Again, that's why we tune in to watch the games, I guess, because you never know what's going to happen. A statistical anomaly, 19 yards passing by the Patriots, and they won. Mind-boggling. I know. Um, Tony Cernick is watching in the Energy City, and he says, as of November 23rd, 2021, the Cowboys still going. Uh, Clark, I don't know if you have access to the text line. If you can, He sent a video. He's got the video. Of that cowboy from the 80s. I haven't been to a Flames game in a while. Yahoo! <laughs> you know it's memorable when I can still remember it this yes. many years later, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and on the viewers, uh, this is ridiculous. Monty in Saskatoon. I miss you, Rod. Well, you shouldn't, Monty, because I'm here every day. Every day, right here, coming at you. That's that's silly. What do you got, Clark? Oh, the video quality isn't good, Clark says, so we can't use it. So, um, From Mike Horrigan watching in Toronto on the 905. This jingle better be the jingle to end all jingles. <laughs> really been hyping it up. I feel, I feel like it will be. Um, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat is watching, and she says, Winnipeg by 14. Uh, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, Cousin Christine is 100% right. Bet the mortgage payment and the Christmas present money on the Bombers. Hi, Hang on, it's you. early in the week. I'm not ready to lay the change down just yet. From Darren Workman in Salt Lake City says, Bet Regal's giving Hamilton a lot of love. We got all week to talk about the CFL stuff. I want to say this. My guy, Thad, who is the manager of a restaurant down here, I told you what he said. He's like, Rod, I'm not really a football guy to begin with. CFL, I'm sorry you lose me. I'm a hockey guy. I'll be in watching when you talk hockey. That's from Thad in Pompano Beach, Florida. Think about that for a second. So something echoed in my mind here when I was talking about the best, best fan experience. In the NHL, he said that he took his dad to a Habs game because his dad, although from upstate New York, he's a Montreal Canadiens fan. And I said, how much you pay for tickets? This was Friday night. I was at the beach house. And he goes, $2.50 a ticket. And I'm like, <clears throat> he's like, well, that's not bad. That's not bad. Lower Bowl, Bell Center, Montreal. Of course, he's paying U.S. funds for Canadian property. Right. So it's 30% off right from the get-go. But my God, you have to understand they're just used to paying major ticket prices here. Yeah. They are. And I and I guess a lot of NHL fans are used to paying huge dough. But it just, 500, it better be the game to end all game. It was, it, by the way, I think he said it was his dad's birthday in Montreal. He's like, but this is like a 
once in a lifetime thing, not season tickets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to splurge on my dad's birthday in Montreal, blah, blah, blah. Now, in, and in that rink, you, you've been there. I mean, yeah. it's not even about the game. The hair stands up on the back of your neck before you even get in the rink with all the statues of the greats out front, right? And all that. So there's this, I, 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 maybe we need to do a little more investigating into what went into this survey. Is it beer potency? Is it ease of scanning tickets at the door? Is it menu selection? Which in that case, I would be out because I don't need much. We've had this discussion. I don't need the sushi and the freaking shrimp scampi that you get at Scotiabank Arena for Leafscapes. Give me a damn hot dog and a Diet Coke and let's go. LFG. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some popcorn in the third period, right? That's about it. Right. Yeah. Jennifer from the Four Seasons watching, she says, I've only been to Edmonton, Calgary, and Winnipeg. Winnipeg, I felt, had the greatest atmosphere, but the beer selection is terrible. Again, I can't get in on reasons. One, I don't drink anymore, and two, as a recovering alcoholic, I would drink anything. So I don't care. (laughs) That was never a problem for me either. It's got alcohol in it? Great. I'll take two. Yeah. So, anyways, from the Puck and Pigskin podcast, I'm not, she says, but you have your own bar and washrooms up there. I guess he's talking, who are you talking to? Anyways, I feel like, do you have any more points on NHL fan experience before we delve a little more into uh, Grey Cup talk and the the rest? No, just other than my mind is racing to the fact that. Of course, it always is. We're going to have to hit them all. Right. And we're going to have to do a bracket and we're going to have to award it ourselves. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is we're going to have to be able to. Now, this is, again, probably going to take a year or more to put together, but probably need fans. We'll probably need to bring on some people that are going to have to go and take in these experiences because you and I in one year, we're not going to hit every single arena, are we? So we'll need some help. No. But like I say, I've been to most and um, Vegas is number one. Vegas is number one. There's, <laughs> and I'll say, my watch your feet. I'm going to drop a couple names here. But after the first game, I went with my brother and the general manager of the Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon, texted me and he goes, what did you think? And I said, Krim, I didn't know where to look. Like the, so many things were going off. I was shocked, you know, and I think it was either him or Lawless said, yeah, the players get caught in TV timeouts looking around, <laughs> forgetting about the game. There's so much stuff going on in Vegas. And the 25-minute pregame show with the live actors and it, actresses, just it's mind-boggling. Uh, question from the Leafs fan. Ryan Marushak writes in from the Bridge City, and he says, uh, Darren, does Hosang get an opportunity with getting an NHL contract with the Leafs with Marner out long-term. And there's your breaking news today. Mitch Marner's gone to a long-term injured reserve with the Leafs today. Hasn't played since com- colliding with Jake Muzzin in practice. Osang going to be the guy? Probably not. That would be my guess. We all saw the skill of Hosang as he's coming up. We all saw the controversies, too. We think he is, you know... <laughs> We think he's an ex-McDavid, or we think he's got this high-end potential, and he does. We've seen it, but we saw it with Robbie Shrimp, too. It almost feels like the same guy. Now, maybe he will get an opportunity. Obviously, you know, you would look to fill a skill position with another skilled guy. Hosang's a skilled guy who's played pretty well. So, 
I'd look at it for sure. Marner is out three to four weeks with that shoulder injury, so um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I don't think it's a slam dunk, though. I wanted to mention that it is the birthday of a couple of our viewers. Thanks to our text community alerting us to that. 902-518-3033. You'll join our text community. Ron Thompson is in Calgary, Alberta. It's his birthday today. We shot him a text and he says, thanks, guys. You rock. Andy Forward is in St. John's, Michigan. And sent him a birthday text. He says, thanks. Just about to tune in. How about that? Happy birthday, guys. Um, How about that? Exactly. (laughs) Our poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center is this. Clark and I were having a mild arm wrestle over the topic. He wanted to go NHL again, and I said, we did NHL yesterday. Let's do CFL today, and let's just go with the low-hanging fruit. Who wins the 108th Grey Cup? And at press time... 60% of respondents on Twitter are saying the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will win the CFL championship this Sunday at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, Ontario. 60% on Twitter. What are they saying on YouTube, Clark? Or do you have a a sample size? 70% saying the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will capture the Grey Cup on Sunday. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern kickoff, by the way. And, yeah, but if you missed it earlier, betregal.net has the Blue Bombers at 2.5-point favorites. The Moose and I think that is kind of skinny. Very. I think that's kind of skinny. We'll get into more of those matchups, get into the matchups later on. And, by the way, coming up next, Mike Richards from Saga 960. News, talk, radio, 960 Mississauga, Ontario. He'll have a lot of great cup thoughts. But I didn't. Let's finish this up on the curling. We got to do it. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show. Brendan Botcher has provided his reasoning for the lineup rupture within the Canadian men's curling champions that left Darren Molding on the outs and had the sports observers engrossed by the unexpected divorce just three months before the Tim Hortons briar. Brendan Botcher said, chemistry is a tough one. It really is. An in-person meeting Friday night in Edmonton was followed by an online statement from the rink announcing Molding's departure, which came a week after the rink's disappointing performance at Canada's Olympic curling trials. The post included a line that Molding was taking time away from the game for personal reasons, something the veteran third described on Twitter as complete BS. Botcher, the skip, apologized Sunday for the statement's wording during a solo media availability on a Curling Canada Zoom call, stating that while he felt the line was somewhat misinterpreted, he regretted any confusion it may have caused. There's more, blah, blah, blah. While Dean Molding pulled back the curtain on what he felt led to the split with his heart-on-the-sleeve comments a day earlier, Brennan Botcher declined to get into the minutia of either of their sit-down session or the team's dynamics. Botcher said, there's never truly a great time to make changes. As a skip, I have a responsibility to my team to ensure the right fit and chemistry, and that's my focus moving forward. The more I read this, and and by the way, for a team ranked sixth in the world that has made four straight Briar final appearances, it was a stunner, of course, even on the heels of a mediocre three and five showing at the trials. Team Botcher will wear Team Canada's colors at the March 14th to 13th Briar and Lethbridge. The more I read this, Well, people don't really seem to like Brennan Botcher. He's the captain. He's the coach. If he wants to get rid of Dean Molding, and who knows what happened on the ice or in the locker room at Sastel Center 
at the curling, tri the Olympic trials. They fell on their face. Something happened. He felt he needed a change. So what more needs to be said? The more I read about it, the more I realize, what, what's the big deal here? Well, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I saw a lot of the comments in the interview with Darren Molding. And when... Dean Mold. No, it's Darren. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It. It's all good. Um, but when they... You're right. Botcher's the skip. He's got to make the calls. Now, I don't think Molding played very well in the, in the curling trials. Now, Botcher didn't play very good either. So they were both kind of bad. But in Molding's kind of interview, he talked about, you know... He's, he's also the vice skip, so he wants to have more of a say in things. You know, he wants prize money distributed evenly, wants everything to be fair, and it sounds like Brennan Botcher just wants to say it's my way or the highway, you know, and doesn't really want a lot of input, wants a lot of yes-men on the team. Now, granted, whatever they've been doing for the last number of years has worked, and at the end of the day, the skip's got to make the call. It's his team. He's the one calling the shots. They'll... They'll debate shots. They'll discuss different strategies. And at the end of the day, he's got to pull the trigger. So if there's upset, if it's, if it's you know, contentious, then you got to make a move. And if it's not the right move, you know, if, if botcher's the problem, well, they're not going to win, right? You lose molding, your third is a very good player. He'll get picked up somewhere else. Um, then they won't play very well. You know, if it clears everything up, then we know it was the right decision. You're right, and I apologize. I went back and read the story. Dean Molding is a friend of mine from PA. <laughs> okay. I'm getting old, Darren. It's all good. These mental slips happen. We'll that? see you back in hour two. See hour two, what do you say? Yeah, we'll see you then. Mike Richards joins us next, and Taco Time viewer takeover coming up as well. You're watching Canada's daytime sports talk show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including gorgeous Florida. Also live on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. The Rod Peterson Show continues on a Tuesday, December the 7th. Great Cup week. As the trophy arrives in Hamilton today, welcome back to the uh, program, everybody. It's our distinct pleasure. I don't think you saw it earlier, so I'll say it again. Whenever I see Mike Richards' name on the guest list, docket, I'm excited. Let's bring him in from Saga 960. Real news, real talk, real guy, Mike Richards. How excited are you, Michael, for the big 108th Grey Cup in Hamilton? <laughs> First of all, where the hell are you? How come you get this? Hey, uh, uh, Windsor? You going to the royal family all of a sudden? Down in a down just in a, lucky, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, it's very similar to Hamilton, actually. This time of year, what a, uh, I, a bit of irony. I I'm very excited because I didn't even think Hamilton would be there. I grew up a Tie Cat fan, and uh, looking at the uh, almost disastrous uh, season that they had, uh, you know, they, they, they were hardly healthy at any given point. They had an offensive line that was just looking at the defensive line and saying, "Hey, do you want to hit this guy? You want to hit him?" Because you can hit him on this play. That's right. It, it, it just really seemed like uh, they were unsure. There wasn't continuity. I looked at uh, the play calling offensively, and I really don't – just a team that at some point I wasn't sure if they would show up. And, of course, Dane Evans not really playing all that much due to injury and whatever else was going on there. So the fact that they got it together, typically for Toronto, right, 
right in time for Toronto to, to kind of break their hearts and uh, have a big uh, play on special teams and then end up winning and going to the Great Cup. And then hosting it in their own backyard uh, is honestly something I didn't see happening. But, Rod, as you know, it's a CFL. Almost anything can happen. Just w- wait five minutes. I mean, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the only team that was going to stop them was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and they almost did that. They, got, they came close. Yeah, uh, 1.3 million tuned in for that West final game, close to a million for the East final game. And let me backtrack for a sec. This Toronto-Hamilton, the fan thing and the players involved after the game has gone eerily quiet, which I think is not necessarily a good thing because I think a lot of things are happening behind the scenes. When you've seen the video and so forth, Mike, just as a Southern Ontario guy, what does that make you feel? Because it, it's kind of gross. You know, what did you think when you saw that? Uh- well, whenever I see fan interaction, it's always gross, Rod. I mean, I, I just, you know, it just means you have no respect for the professional athletes on the field. you got no respect for humanity. Uh, the moment you feel you can throw something or spit on somebody, the moment you think that's okay, I've, I've never understood it. If, you, if I was beside a guy who was doing that, I really seriously would grab, by the, grab him by the collar. Like, I don't have a problem doing stuff like that because uh, it, it would get ugly, but that guy never would have made it to the side of the field to spit on a guy. And if he did, I'd bring him down. I would. I honestly would. I, I cannot handle uh, these athletes out there who are giving it all. And if you've ever been on the sidelines uh, watching a football game, if you've seen it up close, when you see what they have to go through to actually get there, and then some dick is going to sit there and spit or throw or chuck something on there, I, I, have no, I have no feelings for them, literally. So if a player got overly rambunctious and wanted to just, you know, knee the guy in the ribs, I got no problem with it because the guy's a knob. And I just, it's sickening to think, again, that there's individuals who think it's funny. I, I, I mean, explain it to me. What, 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 was, what was to be gained by that? Are you, are you shown off in front of your loser friends who probably date their own moms? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I've, ne- I've never understood it. No, me either. And by the way, we've already given it probably more time than we should. But these aren't fans. I shouldn't have even said a Cat fan. You're an idiot. Go celebrate with your own team at their locker room. What are you going to the opposition locker room for to rub it in their face? It just, it's, just, it's just stupid. But to happier times, news release came out Sunday night from the CFL that the 108th Grey Cup is sold out. They've actually added room in the end zones. You probably saw that, Mike, because the Cats are in it. So what do you expect Sunday for an atmosphere in Tim Hortons Field and so forth and well, for the game it, itself? It, it will be excellent. I mean, this will be outstanding. Uh, you know, the Steel Town, when they, when they uh, you know, are engaged, it's a very good CFL town. It's, you can't say that a whole bunch about, uh, uh, you know, those of them in the East. But, but, but Hamilton is very different. It is culturally. I mean, if you've been there for, you know, anything in the last uh, 50 years, like the buses, are gold and black. Most of the stuff is painted gold and black. There's still a hardcore and a love uh, for this uh, city. There's a love for for Bob Young, the caretaker, and what he's done for this team. Uh, Orlando, for as long as he's going to be there, I'm kind of afraid what's going to happen in the offseason, but, you know, a, a player's coach, a people's coach, uh, and they will be energized because, again, I think they felt the way that a lot of Ticat fans did, which is, I don't know if they're going to be there or not. I didn't know if they'd make it. Now that they do, you're probably going to see Dane, which is the guy that you should be watching if you're a Ticat fan. Uh, I just, look, it's the CFL, and I've seen odd games where the team coming into it who shouldn't or didn't belong there looked like it was going to be a blowout. It wasn't. I go back to a Ticat team, actually, that that went to uh, uh, NBC Place against the Edmonton Eskimos. So that's the Tracy Ham, Damon Allen, and uh, uh, Matt Dunnigan, I guess, was the, the, the guy on that team. And they went in there. Uh, was it 86 and they didn't mm-hmm. belong there 85 they didn't, they didn't belong there and they just went absolutely bananas 
And the only thing that I said that that that, that I would uh, because Winnipeg is the best team in the league. Winnipeg's been, been the most kiss, consistent. They've been the best coached. Uh, they 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 on all sides of the ball, both the defensive side, the offensive line. They really are the best team in the league. But now it's going to come to a one-off, and we've seen this before in the league. It's going to depend on, quite frankly, the composure of the teams that are there and the energy, because football's a spiritual game. So if you're Hamilton, all of a sudden, it's a home game. So I expect this thing to be close. I, you know, Obviously, I, I, I still believe that Winnipeg is, Peg is the better team, but Hamilton has that weird, you know, coming out of the clouds, you know, the, the blue-collar, steel town, you know, and then, you know, a lot of the, the fans that will show up, I mean, they've been going for decades. If, if there's a, a Grey Cup where the, the underdog is going to have an upset, and I'm looking at it from a gambling perspective as well, you might take the points. I, I think it's, they bet it down to four. But if you're going to get plus four and a half, I think you got to take the Cats. Mike, Mike, you get a twinkle in your eye when you talk about the CFL and this Grey yes. Cup match. You love it. Yeah, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. My family, you know, my dad. My dad was taught by Ivor Wynn. <laughs> he said nothing makes you feel older than going into a stadium <laughs> that has the name of it. So Tim Hortons Field, <laughs> even though it's new, it's still same old, same old Hamilton. Uh, it's just, it, it, it's a whole family thing for us. I will not be there in Hamilton uh, because I had not made plans for it. But uh, you can bet that it's going to be a beauty. The, all the events will be sold out. The Box J boys will be on a roll. The Bomber fans are great fans. Look, this is the matchup of what people thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. It just didn't play out during the year like that was going to happen. Winnipeg, yes. Hamilton, no. Uh, well, I don't want to let you go. I guess just one last one. I, I All year, I had go, going into the year, I'd picked Saskatchewan-Hamilton, and then it would, became very evident that Winnipeg was the best team in the West. I yeah. think a rematch of the last Grey Cup is a pretty good storyline, don't you think? I think I think it's a very good storyline. And look, if you want to learn anything about football, uh, watch if you watch that horrible game last night, in Buffalo. Now, there's gonna be a lot of things said about it. I mean, Mac Jones threw three passes. I mean, you know, it, it, the reason that it works and they work is they they simply have the mad geniuses, the coach, the hoodie, who I don't like at all. I mean, I don't see anyone have more lack uh, for humanity than than that knob. But the fact is, <laughs> he just outcoached Buffalo. I don't know what the coaching staff was thinking. But when you can run the ball, what was it, uh, 46 times for 222 yards, he just really, and this is, this is really the God's honest truth about uh, the hoodie, he just needs one more point than you. And if he thinks he can keep the ball for the entire game and win by one point, then that's how he's going to win. When I look at this Grey Cup, when I look at what you need to do, depending on what the field's going to be like, you might want to take a look at game planning because that's what won it for the Patriots. That's why the Patriots are going to go on. I think Buffalo's in a huge amount of trouble because they're not playing playoff-type football. So in this game coming up for the Grey Cup, who is going to prepare their team the best? Coach, look, Orlando on one side, Coach O'Shea on the other. I mean, they're two great guys, two, two you know, outstanding uh, individuals. But it's going to come down to the details. And you know what? It won't surprise me, again, if it comes down to special teams. And the Hamilton kicking game isn't something I brag about. You know, uh, I, I just think it is going to come down to, you know, a three-point game, but it's coming down to game planning. If it gets a little nasty, if it's a little cold, is someone going to say, well, you know, at some point we got to either pound the ball or the plays that we got to run have to be smart enough. They're sure enough they're going to dink and dunk. Are you going to run bubble screens? Are you going to run, you know, what, are you, what exactly is it that you're running that is going to work on a day that's a one-off and a cold day? Because last night, told you everything. 
good coaching still counts. Yeah, no kidding. Mike, you're looking great. Wonderful Grey Cup preview. Enjoy the game, my friend. Good seeing you. Uh, and did you ever say where you are? What are you, uh, relocation? Did you do something bad? I'm in South Florida, Boca Raton, Florida. Ever heard of it? Uh, the poor people haven't. Like, no, I, I don't know. Where <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How about That's that? where I am. Thanks, Michael. Take care, guys. The great raw Mike Richards joining us from Saga 960 Mississauga. We'll be right back with Taco Time viewer takeover, a sports update and more. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Digging into Taco Time Viewer Takeover. And uh, I, I'm not going to throw it at Clark now. We'll have him get it ready for hour two when we come back. With the, uh, We have a leader for the top comment of the week already. You're going to want to see who it is. Stay tuned. But as we open up the text line, and it's been open for the last hour, 902-518-3033. Talking about the best NHL fan experiences. There's a survey that was posted last night or yesterday on Twitter. Gentleman sent it to me uh, by the handle ESPN Reacts. And the Calgary Flames were ranked number one in all of the National Hockey League. The Vegas Golden Knights were ranked second last. And right there, psst, you lost me. Because I have them at number one. Jeff Caldwell is watching in Redmond, Oregon. And he says, NHL ticket prices are what keep me going to WHL games. I hear you, man. John Ferguson in London, Ontario writes in. He says, Rod John here watching on Game Plus on Rogers Cable. When the Rod Peterson show goes to Las Vegas, let me know and I'll be part of the RP Army. Winnipeg on Sunday by 9. And by the way, I'm not sure why, but your hair looks better in Florida. <laughs> it must like it there. Great show as usual. Oh, John. Were you watching... When we had John Lynch on on Fridays, the Don Cherry of football. I just talked to Lynch the other day. The Don Cherry of football. He says, your hair looks fantastic. Did you get new hair? Nope. It's tough tribe. It's tough tribe for men. That's got to be what it is. Greg Thalheimer is watching in Vernon, B.C. And he says, the United Center in Chicago is great. No lineup and the anthem is a must. I've never been to the United Center in Chicago. On my bucket list of three U.S. cities is Chicago, Jacksonville, and New Orleans. And NHL will be on the list there. One minute, one minute of play in hour one. Uh, the Western Sports Update. The Western Hockey League announced that Portland Winterhawks forward Jaden DeRoe has been named the WHL Player of the Week. The Tampa, La Tampa Bay Lightning prospect led all dub skaters with 10 points in three outings for the Winterhawks last week. Brandon Wheat Kings goalie Ethan Kruger has been named WHL Goalie of the Week. He posted a 2-0-0-1 goals against last week and a 9.45 save percentage. Maple Leafs added forward Mitch Marner and defenseman Rasmus Sundin to the injured reserve list today and loaned forward Joey Anderson to their AHL affiliate. Marner hasn't skated since colliding with teammate Jake uh, Muzzin at practice on Friday. Winnipeg Jets look to keep rolling at home when they welcome the Carolina Hurricanes to Canada Life Center tonight. Jets 9-3-1 at home. Flames are on the road to take on the Sharks. Uh, the end of the night with a three-point cushion over the orders. They're home to the Wild. Hour two coming up after this break on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.